A Miraculous Life deserves a tremendous tribute. Welcome to A Long Time Going, with your host, Jamie Williams. Hello, I'm Jamie Williams, and welcome to A Long Time Going, a legacy podcast to memorialize my amazing older brother, John Hunt. John is autistic and developmentally delayed, and has been fighting cancer for the last 12 years. But the fight is slowly ending. I want him to live forever, a selfish little sister thing to want. But after being invited to be interviewed at a local radio station and seeing how much my brother loved talking into a microphone and answering questions, I realized that there is a way that John can live forever, and this is it. A miraculous life deserves a tremendous tribute, and this is mine. Life is seldom something that can be generalized. People are so different and products of their past experiences, their gains and their losses. But there are two things that every individual has in common. We all start and we all end. This inevitably is usually not something we discuss at great lengths with one another. It is a lifelong elephant in the room, if you will. We will all end, but I'd like to talk about beginnings today. My brother and I had a very idyllic beginning growing up in a picturesque small town in northeast Missouri. Shelbyville, Missouri is the hometown of Storm and Norm Stewart, population 645, home of the North Shelby Raiders, and where my brother's story started. Shelbyville defies most of the norms of farming communities simply by its existence. It was not abandoned and left to crumble, forgotten by young people as they left high school and never came back. Shelbyville has managed to survive economic downturns, urban movements to metropolitan outskirts, the growing corporate farming trend. It still stands, breathes, and thrives. The county seat of Shelby County, the entire square is a red brick courthouse complete with a bandstand and a memorial to hometown boys who gave their lives in various wars. It is important that you, as the listener, understand Shelbyville because it made my brother what he is. At the same time that I was throwing darts at maps, attempting to figure out how to get out, as the city limits were slowly closing in on my teenage dreams of anything other than small town life, my brother was flourishing there. In Shelbyville, where he made his home with my mother. Shelbyville understood John, his tics, his peculiarities, his maladies, and they made the best of all of those things. I wonder if John would be so confident, so comfortable, so bold, had it not been for his hometown of nearly 50 years. Shelbyville was the perfect incubator for a man such as my brother. They provided him with respect and dignity and a sense of purpose. But I will let him speak to that now in Episode 1, The Home Fires That Forge. So, John, tell me a little bit about growing up in Shelbyville. What was your first memory? What is your first memory of Shelbyville? Well, first memory of Shelbyville was when Grandma and Grandpa Michael Fresh purchased the old Coon Parsons house. Okay, and do you remember moving into there? Yeah. You do? What yeah. was it like? What did it, what did it look like to you? Was it big? Yes. It was very big? Yes. Did you pick your own bedroom? I think so. Where did you pick? That uh, middle bit, that bedroom there where Grandpa uh, M- Michael Fresh had, had his study. Okay. All right. 
Um, so as you grew up, obviously you went to school. Tell me about, do you remember your first day of school at Shelbyville Elementary? Mm. Well, sort of, but it's, it's been a while. It has it's been a long a time. <laughs> it has been a while. What do you remember about being a student at Shelbyville Elementary? Well, it was a, August of 72 It was when I first started and then had to go to, eventually I wound up having to go to Columbia for... For what? Something I um, delaying my speech or Okay. All right. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm your sister. So mm-hmm. how long did you go to the, did you go to school in Columbia or did they no. just pull you out of school? I think they just pulled me out. Okay. How long did you have to see the, the speech therapist in Columbia? Well, through, um, I think March of 73 was the, was when it ended. Okay. And then, then, then that would have been a summer and I would have been two. Yeah. And then did you go back to school that next year? Yeah. Okay, and who was your teacher? Marge Stiefel. Okay, and what was kindergarten like? Well, it was about the same. Was it about the yeah, same? Yeah, but, but a little, a little, bit, little bit different because different class members. Right, different class members. Okay, mm-hmm. when did you, do you remember when they put you into Ms. Kaler's class, the special education class? You're talking about full-time? Yes. Uh, that would have been the fall of 74. Okay, so you spent mm-hmm. kindergarten and first grade in a regular classroom. Yeah. Okay, what was that like? Yeah, yeah. A little bit different from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, in the fall of 74, I was a first grader. Mm-hmm. What was first grade like before you were moved? Were you confused? Mm, half and half. Lost? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Okay. And then they moved you into yeah. Ms. Kaler. Was she the te- Mrs. Kaler? Yes. Okay, and tell me about Mrs. Kaler. Well, I can remember, well... She eventually got all, all this Alzheimer's disease, disease and had to go to the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Her husband, Ralph, was the mail carrier at Shelbina mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. What was she like as a teacher? She was really good. Did I you thought. enjoy your time with oh, her? Oh, yes. Mrs. Kaler always gave you special Christmas presents, didn't she? Yes. Do you remember what some of the presents were? I think it was one or two, uh, two calculators. Mm-hmm. The little professor, I think yeah. it was. And then the, the little thing of vice grips. Okay. All right. That was Christmas of 79. That was Christmas of 79. Okay, so um, after grade school, did you did you have recess with your class to go out to the... Oh, yes. Okay, all yes. right. And what, what were some of your classmates like? Did they did they understand that you were different? A um, little bit. A little bit? Yeah. How? Well, I'm trying. Let me think. Okay. Because I know... Because I... I, I, I like I said, fall of 72 was, was when I was a kindergartner, and then, right. then I got held over. Right. Mrs. Keller didn't think it was time for me to move on yet. Okay. So. All right. Did you think that was a fair decision? I would say it was. Do you think that's fair now? I think so. Okay. All right. So, um, as you grew up, what were uh, some of the things that, as you were in elementary school, were the kids kind? I'd say for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. There's I'd always say. some that aren't, isn't there? Yeah, no. Yeah. I, know, um, I remember... Dick Shively's boy was always kind. Skip Shively? Yes, yeah, Skip. Yeah. Yep, he was a very nice yeah. young man, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep, and um, you still retain some friendships with some of those people. Yeah, like, like Troy Culbertson. And, and Ter- Ro- Terry, Mo- Terry and Jerry Miles. Terry and Jerry Miles. Rhonda Caldwell used to be Henshaw. Yes, yes. And, then, and, then, and also there's Rhonda Harrison used to be Keller at the time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you still keep in touch with the, those people. Oh, and, yeah. And you go to high school reunions. Oh, yeah. What was the best part when you were younger? What was the best part about being a kid in Shelbyville for you? Being a kid? 
had a had that remember that that swing set that was ordered from Sears. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Okay, which which part was your favorite of that swing set? Because I remember you were always on one part, and I was never allowed you know, to get on, the on there. Glider and the yeah. slide. <laughs> you like the glider and the slide. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. All right. That's a great memory. Um, tell me about what it was like to go from the elementary school into junior high. Well, elementary to junior high, mm-hmm. it was, I was a, a little bit different. But, uh, well, in the seventh, uh, well, seventh, if you were seventh or eighth grade, back in my day, there was this class called Leather Crafts, which was under the instruction of Tony Killen. Mm-hmm. And so you liked that class? Oh, yeah. You liked it a lot? Oh, yeah. Okay. And did you take it both 7th and 8th grade years? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time, did you go to regular classes or were you in just a reg- Were you in a special classroom? A special classroom most of the time. With Ms. Uh, it used to be, well, first it was Mrs. Bachman and then came along came Judy Tonius. Okay. Mrs. Tonius. So yeah. you spent most of your time in yeah. there. Um, what did you like best about uh, the high school in Shelbyville? It's called North Shelby. Yeah. What did you like best about North Shelby? What I liked best about North Shelby was when when your senior year came around, mm-hmm. I t- um, you got to be the you got to rule the roost. Meaning, <laughs> as far as in terms of the underclassmen, and right? And what did ruling the roost look like for you well, at North Shelby? You get to have the senior lockers. Oh, the senior lockers. Yeah. Okay. Were you involved in any sports? Oh, I was a um, uh, manager for the football team my senior year. And Did you enjoy that? Oh, yes. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? What were the travel games like? Well, the travel games were fun, but um, albeit some of them were like, what, out of, like, I know they were long trips. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, well, my senior year, we went to Schuyler County. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was uh, Knox County. I know we. Oh yes, it would have been Knox County. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it? Do. And what year was it that we were the state champions? Nineteen seventy-three. Okay, you remember that very well, don't okay, you? Yeah. Even though you were in, were you even in school yet? Yeah, I was kindergarten. I took kind. I retained. I was retained in kindergarten. Was reta- you were retained in kindergarten. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, after graduating from school, let's talk about you living in Shelbyville. So. Was it a choice for you to stay in Shelbyville, do you feel like? I believe it was. Okay. And tell me why. What What were the people in Shelbyville like? Almost uh, they were friendly. They were friendly? friendly? Most of them. Did they make you feel at home? I believe I believe so. Tell me how they made you feel at home. Well, like, you know, the Ned Churchill was living across the street at our house at the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was a, he was, he went, he was a traveling salesman. Mm-hmm. Of course, his mother had passed away as my seventh, my, as my seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember all of these things in relation to the year that they happened. How are you so good at remembering the years? Do you have any idea why that is? Well, I'd have to go. I'd have to think back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember why that is. No. That you're good. Okay, so you lived with mom. Yes. And um, you what 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 were you involved in in Shelbyville as you grew up and grew older? Well, I got involved with. Civic Club mm-hmm. used to be Civic Club then, mm-hmm. helping with old settlers. Mm-hmm. You remember Weldon? Okay, remember what Weldon when Weldon Stevenson had that bunny? Mm-hmm. We all put that around the bandstand. Mm-hmm. And you enjoyed I, doing that. Didn't oh you? yeah. Okay. But but they've quit doing that now. They've quit doing even that. even before that. I think even before that, Lyndall Parsons had taken it over. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, what are some of the other memories of Shelbyville that you have? Tell us what. Tell me what old settlers is. 
Old settlers is meeting new, uh, welcoming back old uh, friends from a family you haven't seen, seen in such a long time and meeting new folks. And you enjoy going to old settlers. Oh too. yeah, you do. What What's the best part of old settlers? Old settlers parade. <laughs> and um, you got to be the grand marshal of the parade this year, didn't you, John? Yes. Tell me what that felt like. Well, that was it. Was good. It was. Um, it was a real. It was awesome. It was fun. You got got to lead the parade mm-hmm. and uh, everything. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I, that's something I'll remember for a while. And w- also, when I first moved down here to Mexico, that was I remember my best memory was winning the community service award. That's right. That first mm-hmm. summer that you were living down here, they yeah. called me and said I had to take you back to Shelbyville so they could permit you, pre- present you with the community service award. Yeah. What, that, what did that feel like standing up there on that bandstand felt, receiving that award? It was a, it was quite an it was an experience. It was. Did you feel fun. good? I felt good. Okay. Got it hanging on my bedroom wall today. Yes, you way. do. <laughs> plus, plus the Grand Marshal Award too. Plus the Grand Marshal Award is up there as well. Yeah. Now we kept that a secret from you, didn't we? Yeah. What? How did you feel when you found out you were going to be the Grand Marshal? I felt good. I felt awesome. Was that? What would you say is the most exciting thing that has Riding ever happened? Riding in the parade. Riding in the parade. Okay. Meeting all the other, um, well, waving at all the crowd, crowd going by and everything. And Shelbyville has done a lot to um, support you. Uh, what would you like to say? I mean, if you were standing in front of the entire community of Shelbyville, Bethel, Leonard, what would you say to them? I would. I, I, I would say, guys have made me feel welcome. And everything and thank you do you think yes they, yes yeah, oh, yes yes for That's everything right. that they've done for us yeah so let me ask you this question then and this will be the last question okay okay why did you want to move to mexico what made you want to move to mexico after mom passed away well i kind of wanted to be closer to to, to colombia and just just in case i had to just in case i had any issues with cancer you, with the cancer again okay all right and um so you enjoy going back and visiting oh yeah shelbyville like what is what when we go back to visit shelbyville what are some of your favorite things what are the things that you have to do when we're there well i like uh, got to tape the old settlers prairie the the, the year before i was grand marshal mm-hmm. and then the, and then before i moved down here uh, after, uh before the parade entry started to come up the street i'd help them help Randy Shores drop the rope, mm-hmm. and then after come back through, mm-hmm. put the rope back up. Do you feel like you contributed to the community of Shelbyville? Mm, yes, you do. Yeah. You feel like you were living a, a a life that was filled with service. I think so. Very good. Yes. Okay, I think so too. Um, but I want to know, like, what is one thing that when we go back to Shelbyville, what's that one place we always have to go to to get you something sweet to eat? Phillips ice cream. That's wagon. exactly right. I was kind of tongue-tied there. I, when was, you asked me. <laughs> I was waiting for it. You went to school with uh, with one of the Phillips girls, didn't yeah, that you? That was Bendy. Bendy. Okay, and now she's married. Mm-hmm. And what about Phillips ice cream makes it the best ice cream ever? Yeah. What uh, makes it the best ice cream? Um, milkshakes, ice cream cones. Mm-hmm. Are they good? Awesome. They're awesome. Hot fudge sundaes. Mm-hmm. You name it. You like to get it, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yep. We've driven over there just to get you ice cream, haven't we? Yes. Okay. All right. One last thing, John, about Shelbyville. Do you think that your life would have looked um, different if you had grown up in a big city? Can you imagine that? Can mm, you? I would say in a way. How would it have been different? Well, because I'm 
all these years, I, I've grown accustomed to Shelbyville ever since my childhood. Okay. And it was a, a place of comfort for you? Oh, yeah. How? How did it provide comfort for you? Well, good question. Um, I kind of like the, uh, well, not as... Uh, not as much noise going on, and of course, even even though down here, I even you hear the, you know you hear the trains of that. Uh, they don't bother the trains aren't the train whistles aren't that loud. Okay, so you liked Shelbyville because it was quiet, yeah, and it was accepting, mm-hmm. and it made you feel like you were contributing. Yeah. Okay. The only thing, the only bad thing about me, I mean, I miss now is, is owning being a golf cart owner. That's right. Tell me about your golf cart and driving in Shelbyville. Well. You can only drive on back roads with okay. a golf cart. I, that was a um, battery-operated golf cart I had. Okay. From Club Car. It was a Club Car. It was a 2000 Club Car. Okay. Bought it from over at Hawkins and Milner in Shelbina. Okay. And tell me why you enjoyed that golf cart so much. Oh, yeah. It was easier to get around in. And okay. When I had to go somewhere like... I had to go um, push most uh, somewhere like up at Mount Hope Lutheran Church when it was in operation. Mm-hmm. There were small places I'd, I'd have to use the push mower. Okay. And then come back and get my riding mower. Okay, so you, the the golf cart helped you kind of do the things that you did to help yeah. out in the community, right? Yeah. And um, do you do you understand? You didn't have a driver's license no. for the golf cart. Do you understand why you can't get a driver's license, John? Well, cause well, mental uh, mental issues. Mental issues. Or mental because uh, I mean because like disability disabled and everything. Right, right. And do you understand what that means? No. No, you don't. Okay. Well, in case I would have a wreck or something. Right. That's what I'm I think that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. All right. Okay. But I am. Because I'm all, if I always want to get around Mexico, I'd always I'd use a, have to use a bicycle. Okay. Yeah. And you do well on your bicycle. But um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. You bet. All right. For all my dreaming and cartography, I never got that far from Shelbyville. I ended up at the end of Highway 15, the South End, in Mexico, Missouri. I can turn right and drive north on that same highway for about 45 minutes and be in that small town that is inexplicably so much of who I am today. I have my own memories of Shelbyville, of being called home when the streetlights came on to sit on the porch and drink some sun tea, of walking to school, even as a kindergartner, of always feeling, for some reason, as if I did not fit. But that was me, my own restlessness that replaces our contentment as young people. We wonder, and then we wander. But I find as I grow older, as I watch my brother grow older but remain a bit childlike, that Shelbyville was exactly where we were both supposed to grow up and where my brother was to spend the majority of his adult life. We go back to visit and each time the pull to stay becomes a little bit more insistent. But I see John flourishing here in Mexico, closer to doctors as the cancer progresses. And I think about the fact that he made that choice, out of the blue, calling me up one day in April so long ago and saying he thought maybe it was a good idea if he looked at moving 46 miles south of Shelbyville on Highway 15 to my new hometown, Mexico. I had never been more shocked. My assumption was that the autism would enslave him to his forever routine, and that would include living in Shelbyville. But I was wrong. 
And while it is easy to dismiss it as just one of my brother's whims, I'm choosing to see it differently. That small town, those people in that small town, gave my brother the courage and confidence to step out. So thank you, Shelbyville, Missouri, for being the home fires that forged my brother's courage. If you enjoyed A Long Time Going, we would love for you to consider subscribing and also following us on Facebook at A Long Time Going Podcast. Thank you for sharing your time with us today, and we will drop a new episode every Sunday evening, so feel free to check out all of the episodes at alongtimegoing.buzzsprout.com.